now, a closer look. A sleepy morning, we're out in the boondocks. Stars being told on the red Today's segment is titled, Serendipitous Valentine Stories. Today is Valentine's Day, or properly said, St. Valentine's Day. Have you ever wondered where this tradition got its start? Well, all agree that he was a dedicated proponent for love. Some say this all came about because this martyr named Valentine either disobeyed Emperor Claudius II's ban on marriages in order to help his recruit efforts for his army, but because Valentine, or Valentinus, was a priest, and as a priest, defied Emperor Claudius's ban, and he continued to marry couples in secret until he got caught. Then executed. Or Valentinus was a healing man with medical and spiritual healing abilities who was ultimately arrested by Roman soldiers. Then the jailer brought his blind daughter named Julia to Valentinus over an extended period of time for treatment, and although he wasn't able to heal her sight, he was able to teach her some academics along with the powers of having faith and prayer. On the eve of his execution, he asked the jailer for pen and paper and wrote a note to give to his daughter Julia, within which he urged her to stay close to God. He was executed the following day, February 14th, and the year was 269. When the jailer went home, he gave the note to his daughter, who opened it, and a little yellow crocus, which was inside, serendipitously fell out into the palm of her hand. She then saw brilliant colors for the first time in her life, implying that the girl's eyesight was restored, and the note was signed from your valentine. It is said that in memorial, Julia planted a pink-blossomed almond tree near his grave in Rome, and today this almond tree remains a symbol of abiding love and friendship.
serendipitous. This word just rolls off your tongue like water over a waterfall and produces such a beautiful sound. Serendipitous. It's as if it's describing a story within a single word, the phenomena of finding agreeable people or things not originally sought after, as if by chance. Yes, by chance. How many of you out there listening right now think things can happen serendipitously? All this time you've been away, so many things I wanted to say, I can't wait to get you alone, no folks, no telephone, there I will be telling you how much I've been Let's go visit now to warm up in sunny Florida and hear about this man's serendipitous Valentine's Day story. On the phone, I have Buddy Wells from Crawfordville, Florida. I understand that you have a serendipitous Valentine's story. Well, I can tell you, Mr. Dan, uh, my wife had been looking for a new house. She had decided she wanted to find another place. She had been looking for some time searching. Okay. So she would find it, and then I would go and look, and I would always make an offer. We had probably three or four that fell through, and one day I come home for lunch. She says, please go meet the realtor at this house that I looked at. And she says, please don't go over there and bid low. Be reasonable, you know. So I said, okay, honey, I'll go. So I went, met the realtor. The realtor says, now you need to be serious. Don't be coming in here with your low numbers. <laughs> and so my wife really wanted it, you know, and I said, well, so I made an offer. And she said, okay, I'll place the offer and see what happens. We decided to take a weekend trip to Savannah, Georgia. So we get on the road. This is in January, the end of January. We spent the weekend on the road going up to Savannah. I get a phone call. It was the real estate agent. And she tells me, you own a home. <laughs> I said, you mean they took the... She said, yes, they took it. I said, darn it. Now I'm going to have to move. <laughs> I was not really excited about it. I, I was settled. Okay. You know, I, I didn't really care about the move and everything. So I didn't share it with my wife. And they told us they were going to be working up to get the closing done and everything. We were supposed to close on the, I think it was 11th of February. Well, it didn't work. Okay. And so Valentine's Day, we were at a banquet that night having dinner and all. And I get a phone call about 830. And it was the agent telling me that we needed to close that night, that the closing agent was on their way and do it. I said, it's awful. Why can't it wait till tomorrow morning, you know, and everything. But anyway, the long, make a long story short. I said, okay. So I told my wife, we needed to go take care of some business. So we went up and met them and we closed at 9.30 on Valentine's night, which made her happy because then we started the process of getting moved and everything. But that one of the stories for Valentine's for myself and my wife, she was a 
related to the fact that she was going to get the house she really loved. And what was so special about this house? Was this like a dream house for her? Well, yes, because my wife likes to collect stuff. And as I tell her, she goes to these, she calls them antique shops. I call them junk shops. But, you know, and she likes to refinish furniture. So she wanted a place bigger so she'd put more of her stuff out, you know. So anyway, that was it. And it was in the location that it was in out in the country, a good-sized parcel of land. And it has worked out very well. I enjoy it. It's very quiet. Neighbors are wonderful. And she's happy. So that's the main thing. Amen. So Especially she, after 42 years, you got to, you know, they got to be happy. <laughs> they better be happy or else. So that's your serendipitous story on Valentine's Day that you were able to provide your wife's dream house without even knowing it. Right. <laughs> Great. Let me ask you something else. I understand, speaking about Valentine's Day, that you are the person in charge of a local Valentine's Day parade. Can you tell our listeners about this? Uh, yes, sir. It's an annual event. Matter of fact, this is a 19th annual event for Valentine's. Uh, it's actually put on by our local Lions Club, which I'm a member of and currently the president of by our local Lions Club. We do it as a fundraiser to provide services to our community for eyes, sight, and hearing conservation. And naturally, we have other projects where we get involved and help where we can. First thing, we start with a parade. And we normally have 40 to 50 entries in the parade. It's right downtown. We have a park right downtown. And the park's probably oh, five acres of land. We have vendors come in of all sorts. We have food. We have games for the kids. We line up at 9.30, and we start the parade sharply at 10 o'clock. Okay. And how long does the parade last? Usually about 45 minutes. Okay. And sometimes a little longer. And you've got about 40 entries that are yeah, in the 40, parade. Somewhere between 40 and 50. We've had as high as 53, I think. Okay. And when the parade ends, then is everybody naturally in a park? Is this where the... Yeah, um, sure, because they line up the main road right on the edge of the park. Okay. The parade, and it starts out, it runs about, oh, I guess, mile and a half, make a circle come back down behind the park and uh, then the people come into the park they'll have the roads lined up and then the people will be walking over into the park and then bringing their kids and we have entertainment during the day of local entertainment we have a big pavilion there so they can sit in chairs and watch the entertainment get some food or let the kids go play the games you know or look for novelties or these crafts right now i think we have like 23 craft vendors set up range of 25 vendors okay five food vendors beautiful we try not to duplicate anything on food so that our vendors can have a good day each one okay so we have five different kinds of food that will be served anything from seafood to kettle corn <laughs> wow and with the money that you raise from this uh, Valentine celebration, what do you do with the proceeds? What kind of everything that we take in goes back into the community in the forms of eye exams, eyeglasses. We will we get applications for that. Who's the we people that benefit? We, yeah, it's the people is who benefits from it. Okay, not the club itself because everything we take in, 
all of it goes back to the community in the form of, like I say, hearing aids, eyeglasses, exams, surgeries, or even special projects where, if, like we had a storm come through one time, a tornado. Well, we furnish clothes, supplies for them to get set up till they get their home replaced. What's the name of the park there in Crawfordville? H-U-D-S-O-N, Hudson Park. Well, it sounds to me like you've got lots of heart-filled fun for the entire family that will be happening today on Valentine's Day in Hudson Park. And we thank you for taking the time to speak with us and our listeners, and we thank you from the bottom of our heart, and we wish you an absolutely wonderful Valentine's Day. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Dan. We do appreciate it. It seems to me we can sail together in and out of mystery. Well, I want to be living for the love of you. All right now, all that I'm giving is for the love of you. You got me, girl. really know when and where each of us will find our true love? Or could it be that these cards are left in the hand to be dealt by serendipity? Some say finding love can be like spinning a roulette wheel at the casino. To win, you need to be at the right place at precisely the right time. Now you swear in Ticket Vegas that you're not a Serendipity deals out a second chance on love, of course, when we least expect it. Let's take a listen to what this woman from Beantown and the home of the Boston Red Sox has to say. On the phone, I have a woman from Boston, Massachusetts, who is going to tell us about a serendipitous Valentine's story. Hello, her name is Karen. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you today? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. It's cold in Munich, and I think it's probably cold in Boston, too, no? It's actually um, crisp. There's a crispness in the air. And it's um, probably about, I would say, about 28 degrees out there today. So tell us a warm story that will warm all our hearts. 
What's your oh, serendipitous well, Valentine's story? Well, it's um, what is kind of serendipitous for me is when I think about Valentine's Day, I think about it in a in a couple of different ways. The the first one is I will tell you that I was married for over 25 years. And when my divorce was final, I received my notice um, on Valentine's Day. And as you can imagine, it, um, you know, I was alone and I was very, I wasn't at my best, I wasn't my not, best self, let's put it that way. Not the prettiest Valentine's Day. No, it, it really was, you know, at first it really was not something that I was expecting and um, but, you know, as it turns out, that, that particular Valentine's Day was a blessing in disguise. And there was something that came over me. My anxiousness seemed to have disappeared. And, and it, as I looked deeper into who I was, I found that I could be happier, the happiest um, in my life. And so, you know, that particular Valentine's Day with my divorce kind of showed me that I could can get through anything, that it made me a stronger woman and it taught me many life lessons in life. And, and certainly that the most important was to respect and to love myself even when maybe I didn't think that um, it would be possible. So it really taught me to love myself again. And what, you know, the next couple of years later, ironically, it was another Valentine's Day that my brother invited me. He said, you don't have anything going on on this Valentine's Day. Come to the north end of Boston. It is, the north end is a wonderful neighborhood in Boston, Massachusetts that um, has the distinction of being one of the oldest residential communities in the city of Boston. It's also known as Little Italy. Okay. It's very, very famous. Okay. And I'm all Italian, and my brother who said, come, come to the North End, enjoy a dinner with family and some friends, and, you know, there's an old friend that you haven't seen nice. for many, many years. His name was Carl. Okay. And so I ended up going, and that particular Valentine's Day was one that, I must tell you, um, it made me appreciate family and friends and the love of family and friends you know wonderful dinner and it um it there's nothing in the world like looking at valentine's day from the perspective of just who you love and who loves you it's a great feeling right about family absolutely friends. absolutely what transpired from that well what transpired was this friend who I hadn't seen for, as I said, 30 years, uh, who sat across from me, and we just had a great connection. And it wasn't a connection of romance, but it was definitely a connection that sparked my interest. And he invited me to a Red Sox game, in Boston, um, he lived over two hours away, but he um, wanted to come and visit the area, and we went out for a bite to eat, and a year and a half had passed, and sure enough, um, loved blossomed from this one Valentine's 
day sort of, you know, special time where we met in the North End. And here we are almost five years later, and we just got married in six months ago. Nice. Uh, so we're going to be celebrating this coming Valentine's Day as a married couple. And? Any and, special reservations? Like and North End? Where, you tell me where you think those reservations will be. <laughs> I think I would have the reservations at someplace like Carmen's, but I understand that place is closed now. Carmen's is closed. We're going to go to La Familia, um, which is a long-standing, you know, people love it in the North End. It's a restaurant that happens to be very special to me, means, you know, family. And so we have a, a standing reservation there because that's where we were able to Connect. reconnect. Cool. Very cool. Then <clears throat> I say bon appetito, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your story with us and our listeners. And we wish you and Carl and your entire extended family, a very happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much. And, you know, as they say, love happens when you're least expecting it. And that's what happened to me. And I wish all of your listeners a wonderful day and happy Valentine's Day to all. Bless you. Thank you, Karen. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Okay. Ciao. Someone to cling to me, stay with me right around. Someone to sing to me some little samba song. Someone to take my heart and give his heart to me. Someone who's ready to give love a start with me. Oh, yes, that would be so nice. Nice, should it be you and me? I could see it would be nice. Whether or not you have a special someone today to share St. Valentine's Day, the message from today's program should be clear. Give serendipity a chance by taking some inspired action. Or, in other words, get into the groove. One way to quickly achieve this is to get your feet moving. Then, your hips swaying. That's right, dance. To get your momentum going, we'll leave you with a little funk. Jamaica funk. That's what it is. On behalf of the folks here at Radio Laura, happy St. Valentine's Day. Now, kick back and let Serendipity's groove get into you. Yes. 